to Brainstorm, a Many Minds podcast. I'm Varun. I'm Pratisha. And I'm Jainam. This week's episode focuses on an issue that torments most high schoolers and people in general, anxiety. So what exactly is anxiety? Um, Anxiety can be described as the body's response to stress. Um, Most people usually associate anxiety either with fear or apprehension of what is to come. Some typical physical manifestations of anxiety um, include like an increased heart rate, um, sweaty palms, dilated pupils, and often habitual behaviors such as biting your nails. So, um, Janam Pratusha, where, do you, where does your anxiety usually come from? For me, it's usually um, when I'm thinking about my future. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's for most people, but I think that's pretty much the only thing that really gives me anxiety. Yeah, same. So right now, since I'm going to be going off to college, I think a lot of my anxiety is like, what's going to happen in a few months since it's a totally different environment that I'm going to go into. Yeah, I think I agree with both of you. Probably like the main source of anxiety kind of comes from like the things out in the future that I can't really control. And I guess because like I can't control it, that's what like makes me most afraid because I can't really predict the outcome. Um, And that kind of like is the source of, I think most people of like where their anxiety comes from. It's that like uncertainty of like what's to come. So our brain is always constantly trying to predict and kind of like predict like how our world works. And that kind of prepares you on like what type of actions that you take. And when faced with uncertainty, the brain can't really rely on its past predictions and past experiences that it usually uses to direct you on like what actions you take. And because of that, your brain has to become kind of agile and adapt to like the new world and that uncertain world to try and like learn and understand it. And what that happens, what happens with that is it releases this neurotransmitter called norepinephrine. And this is commonly like seen in the flight or fight, flight or fight, um, symptom or simulation where you're expecting something to happen. And because your brain doesn't know exactly um, what's going to happen, it has to like be in like this fluid state and it releases this neurotransmitter neuropronephrine across key regions in the brain. And that's kind of um, what causes the whole body to feel like on edge and like wired, so to say. So um, one interesting study showed that actually this uncertainty that people face is often more painful than actual physical pain in general. Um, For example, um, some London researchers in 2016 had two groups of people. Um, One group um, was told that they were most definitely going to receive a painful electric shock, while the other group was told that they had a 50% chance of getting that electric shock and 50% chance of not receiving it at, at all. And what the researchers found were that the volunteers who had a 50% chance of receiving the shock were actually much more agitated and on edge than the people who knew for sure that they were going to get the electric shock, even though that the people who received electric shock all the time experienced more physical pain. And I guess what that kind of shows is not being able to predict the future is the main source of like anxiety and apprehension and it's kind of the main source of like people's problem. So now we're going to get into the main point 
um, and talking point of today's podcast, which is the survey that the Many Minds team released out to our fellow classmates. I'm just asking them some questions about what makes them anxious. Yeah, so we want to thank everyone who participated in our survey. We got a total of 89 responses, which was a really great turnout. And our population was mostly people from Mission San Jose High School, ninth grade to 12th grade. Okay, so let's talk about uh, some of the findings that we got. So for the first question, which was how anxious are you, are you on a typical day in the school year? We found that the average anxiety level is about a seven. Um, and we got that from most people, they get, they are most anxious about tests and their future with over half the people uh, answering five for future. Uh, and they get the most pressure from themselves and their school environment. We're going to go over anything that stood out to us and if we have any input to give out as well. So one of our first responses was popularity, which college I will go to and appearance. Um, I definitely relate to this because I, I see popularity as more of a social, just like being social with the friends that you're around. It can be definitely hard to always meet up with people if you're busy or like just trying to be friendly with everyone, even though you might not be in the mood to. The second part, which college I will go to, that's also a big thing, especially in our area. I think colleges is just like what we think about colleges is what we've been conditioned to think by our parents. Yeah, I agree. And just, um, and just being in mission or in Fremont area, because we're all Asian. We're mostly Asian. And a lot of like this stigma in America is that Asians are smarter. And like, we see a lot of people from mission going to really great, great schools. So we yeah. just kind of think that, you know, like I want to go there because this person's really successful and they're, they used to go there. And so. Right. Yeah. I think you have like that preconception that the only way you can succeed in life is to go to like a super prestigious university. Mm -hmm. But I mean, people have obviously like, I think, I think now the value, like the, the level of education is pretty, like pretty standard across all universities. Doesn't matter like how prestigious it is. It's like more of like the connections that you get at different universities that have different levels of prestige. Mm -hmm. But I also feel that like parental pressure, especially like since we come from immigrant families, like they sacrificed a lot for us to be successful and you don't want to like, quote unquote, let them down, I guess, so like with their high expectations. I don't know, Patricia, like, do you want to maybe talk about, I mean, you recently went through like the college application process. Yeah, it definitely sucks for people who want to go the community college route because most often they're looked down upon. And even if you get into like a decent college, other people may think it's a really bad college, even though it's like completely not. They have a high ranking. It's, it's a good college to go to. Just going to college itself is, you know, a really big honor that we should all be grateful for. Right. And just the stigma of like, oh, you're going to a mediocre college. You don't, you're not that smart. I feel like that's just... It's just not a good representation. I think, yeah. I think as long as you try your hardest, like you try your best during your high school career, then like, again, it goes towards like that whole uncertainty thing of like stuff that we can't control because like you can't control like 
the like decisions that the admissions officers make. You should just be happy with the effort that you put during your high school career. I think going back to like that popularity thing, especially for me, um, the main thing that I care about is just um, like my relationship, like with my really close friends. Cause to me, I'm not too worried about how like people that I don't know as well see me. Um, to me, it's just as long as you have like a good relationship with your close friends, you shouldn't really worry about popularity as much. Yeah, that's the same for me. Uh, I try to be as like open and nice to everybody I meet just so I can have like good relationships with people. But um, most people who know me know that I'm like, I really don't care about what other people think about me other than my really close friends. So yeah, that's a huge thing. I think I'm at like the opposite of Janum. I, it's like, I can't help it. I care what other people think about me, but I care what like the people who are closest to me think about the most. So I try to, you know, maintain that reputation as much as I can. And that can definitely be anxious sometimes when other people, you know, might say something that is not necessarily true. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to another one of our topics. Um, so one of these topics, um, or one of these responses, kind of mentioned how humans, um, or I guess especially like in this area, have a negativity bias. And I guess what that is, is like always looking at stuff with a negative outcome instead of like with a positive and optimistic one probably because they feel that if you look at stuff from a negative side, you'd put in more hard work and be more motivated to do better. But I guess it's interesting because I guess anxiety in a way like helps. It's like one of the benefits is that it motivates you and pushes you not to have that negative outcome. What do you guys think? I guess it might just be a matter of perspective. A lot of people around here are pessimistic uh, and not optimistic. Mm -hmm. So that's probably just it. I think it also stems into the fact that people aren't praised for doing good things around here. A lot more praise is going to like, if you're like getting on top, like getting good grades, getting a good opportunity, just something academically you're, you get way more praise for than rather than being a good person. And that like majorly feeds into the negativity bias. So I think that, like that mm-hmm. shift needs to happen for a lot of anxiety and academics to lessen. I agree. Yeah. And another thing that this person said, another response talked about how, like when comparing themselves to others, they said that everyone else was like miles ahead of them in like grades, popularity, like extracurriculars, like making friends, like being like really extraordinary people. And they feel that they're not as accomplished, I guess. I think especially like at our high school, that's that whole thing of competition because like everyone is like aiming for the same like few opportunities that there are. What do you guys think? Yeah. Also, I think, see, a lot of people just, they wouldn't want to show their weaknesses or anything that's wrong with them. Uh, Especially since, you know, our parents always go around telling other parents you know like my child did this my child did this and they kind of start their own like battle Mm -hmm. and we like come from that and we start to think well I want to show the best part of myself so that people don't think that I'm like 
a loser or something. Yeah, you always want to like so put on. Yeah, what you see is not actually what they True. are. It's just you're seeing the best view of yeah. them. That's like another problem with social media as well, where like like Instagram, like people often get jealous of like other people mm-hmm. because like they feel like they have a really great social life, but people like have to understand that like everyone is going through these problems. Like everyone is vulnerable and has their insecurities. Like whatever's like out there that's published to the world might not be like their true like feelings. Yeah. We also have to remember that everyone comes from a different path in life. You know, we might, we're not, we don't all start at the same like starting line. If you think about as a race, some people are more disadvantaged, like however that may be. And I think we've become a lot more, numb to this fact and we don't it's like our last article we don't have a lot of empathy for others anymore true yeah i guess what we can drive like from all of this is that it's mainly stuff that we can't control is what makes us anxious and i mean i guess my best response to that is if you can't control it just you can't control it so i wouldn't waste time worrying about like the permutations of the outcomes just Focus on like how to best improve yourself, how to maintain like your close relationships with your friends and your family and just like strive for the best, but don't worry too much about the outcome because you can't truly change it. So now why don't we move on to like the types of methods that people shared on how they like kind of relieve the anxiety. I wanted to talk about being alone. Are you alone, Janum? Yes. <laughs> Wait, no, this one I get because I I uh, overthink a lot of things when I'm alone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in quarantine right now. All we have is time to ourselves. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess anxiety is like in both places. It's when you're surrounded by a lot of people, like there's like expectations there. But then once when you get like lost in your own mind and like your own thoughts, since you don't get to like weigh your opinions with anyone else, that's when you like start to overthink my best advice would be to keep yourself occupied you know always trying to better yourself however that may be like you know exercising doing hobbies I've recently gotten to painting yes, that. that's very good oh nice it's like therapeutic occupying yourself is definitely a huge thing that because when I'm alone uh I tend to overthink a lot of things and usually my future, which is what I'm most anxious about. I combat that by um, like hanging out with my friends a lot or just doing, trying to learn new musical instruments. Uh, just playing video games is a lot of fun. Um, so that actually leads us into um, our next question on the forum, which was, have you found any methods to help relieve your anxiety? I think going before we move on, if we, if you, do you find yourself like going down that path of overthinking? I try to suggest like thinking of what you have accomplished, you know, what you're really proud of yourself in the moment. Cause even though, however negative you might think of yourself, there's always positives of what you have done in the past. Yeah, I think going back like to the question of like helping relieve anxiety, like different types of methods. I really liked the response of like listening to music. Cause I think especially like when we're dealing with stuff, that is uncertain, especially for me, I like to come back to things that I'm really familiar with. And for me, that's kind of like a safe place. And that includes like listening to like really nostalgic music. Like 
that just helps me like get in the zone and like forget about my problems. What about you guys? Like, how do you think listening to music helps you with your anxiety? Yeah, probably the same way. Um, nostalgia music is great music, but um, I think just listening to music for me, I don't know why, but I like to just keep TV or uh, TV shows or music on in the background whenever I'm doing anything. It just kind of calms me down because I feel like I'm not alone, I guess, even <laughs> though I'm in the house with other people. Right. And I, I don't like actually feel alone. It just kind of lifts my spirit. It's like the ambient, the ambient sound. Yeah. How about you, Pratusha? My favorite thing is like going on a car drive with loud music. It's like the best thing ever. Like I can just let my mind like calm down for a while. And it, it just like recharges me. Yeah. I also liked um, this comment that talked about visualizing their goals and making a plan. I think a lot of people stress about the big picture, like college, um, their career, stuff that's like way out in the future. But I think especially taking things like day by day and breaking like that huge big picture into like actionable goals and especially like, writing them down, especially for me is really helpful. Like I have this whiteboard um, that's like always next to me, like in my room that I just jot down like my plan for the day. And especially just like finishing stuff and checking them off gives me like a really good feeling of satisfaction. And that kind of like helps take away some of the anxiety. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, I have the to-do list uh, on my notes that I just write down everything I'm going to do every day. Yeah, so another great response was talking to friends about what you're going through right now. I think a lot of people go through this method, but a lot of times we forget about if the other person that we want to talk, like, talk to, if they're ready to help you in a sense. Like, do they have the mental capacity to help you themselves? I think it's a really big thing because I know a lot of friends who get, they get overwhelmed trying to deal with other people's problems as well as their own. So a good thing to do is like, make sure your friend is ready to help you out. Another great point that I saw but just kind of what we're doing right now is figuring out what exactly makes you anxious. Cause again, it all goes back to like the central idea of not being able to predict the future. And I guess if you know, like what makes you nervous and anxious, like figuring out the root of that problem and just telling yourself that you'll be okay. That especially like helps like calm you down and like brings you back down to earth. Yeah. So a summary of like what helps most people um, usually just talking it out or writing about it. Like I used to have a, like a log of journals that I kept when I got really stressed last year. Um, other stuff is just music eating, which can be good, but you should do it safely. And it's counterpart exercising, um, playing video games, hanging out with friends uh, and just Regular breathing exercises can also be really good. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, we also got a bunch of questions from some people. One great question was, what advice would you give your freshman self about anxiety? I mean, it's a tough one. I think I would just say, like you said, to take everything step by step. That's what I think... Uh, helps me now 
um, because a lot of times I might get like overwhelmed with whatever I'm dealing with. And I just start to think like, like that, oh God, like that one TikTok or, or whatever it was of that oh guy saying it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, like mm-hmm. I have that kind of mentality yeah. a lot. I just start to think, yeah, it's whatever. It's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I can't control it. So yeah, that's, I think a big thing is also yeah. like not overworking yourself. Cause I know like in my freshman year, I tried to get involved in a lot of stuff, like going to club meetings, like taking a bunch of really difficult classes, like extracurriculars. And I guess that that's really stressed me out. But the main thing is I guess knowing your limits and especially just taking time like for yourself and just take care of yourself like and just just for like maybe like 45 minutes to an hour a day just forget about like what's going on in your life and like what's going on with the world and just like concentrating like on your well-being yeah same my freshman year I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do like what I wanted to major in in college even though that was like four years away I was especially anxious like socially just trying to make new friends especially with upperclassmen they seemed like so scary at that time but I think the biggest advice is like what you're anxious about is it's just not as scary as you think it is because your mind will like overthink everything but in reality it's just not that scary so I think that's a good thing to keep in mind yeah just take life like one day at a time and like take everything easy and like slow don't don't try to like make life go faster than like the actual pace that it is our next question is is watching disney movies at my age concerning i'd say absolutely not it's a great nostalgic way to just like relax i love disney movies what about you guys i don't even i mean i don't know i don't re i don't have the tendency to rewatch movies i re- i rewatch movies a lot but i like disney movies disney movies disney movies make me really emotional like i don't know I mean, that kind of goes back to like what we were talking about earlier of like another great way that I kind of wanted to mention is it might seem kind of weird and like cheesy, but crying is like a good way to get rid of stress and worry. I know people think that's like a sign of weakness and like being vulnerable is like not a way to deal with anxiety. But I think embracing that stress and just letting it out, like kind of like catharsis is crying pretty sure. Do you like, how do you think of that? I think I cry way more than you two do. Because <laughs> the post-cry clarity, it like, for me, it makes me see that whatever I'm crying about, it's not that bad. Like, I know that I can handle it. So, in a way, I'm more prepared after I cry. Yeah. And also, like, there's, like, crying itself. Like, I think people should do it more often just because, like, it, Helps release stress, obviously. Jaynam, I think you should cry more. I'm pretty sure there are bio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's biological reasons for crying because I read an article about it, but I don't remember anything from it. Yeah, I think it releases uh, some of like those stress hormones, like physically, like in those tears. Yeah, I personally don't cry much. Um, I don't really know what why that is. I don't cry for like sad stories or anything either. Like a lot of people cried during movies and 
uh, or reading Humans of New York, like Varun. <laughs> yeah, especially those quarantine stories. Those, those hit. Those hit hard. Yeah, but I I just don't get that. Um, I feel like it maybe because like when I was uh, a lot younger, I used to cry a lot, like for pretty much everything. Um, but I think over time, I just kind of grew numb to it. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think people like Janom, especially just like make yourself like so it's in a in a safe space. Obviously, like don't cry like in front of like your coworkers and stuff because that might they might like take that kind of yeah. But like in like your own room, just like feel free to be vulnerable and just like let loose of like those emotions. And I think I was the opposite of Janom. I like never cried when I was younger, but now. I kind of like bottle everything up until I reach a point where I have to cry, which is, it's not that like, it's not good to do that. And I know I need to work on that. So I think kind of like the final point that I want to say is if you're stressed, like you should always have like this, I kind of think, I think of it as like my contingency plan where it's just this hobby or something that you're really passionate about. I'm like, for me, that's like playing trumpet because I do a lot of that. And it kind of just helps you put your mind off like school and like all the other stuff and just like get absorbed into something that like makes you happy. Like for me, that's music. I'm sure like it's the same for like Jane on as well. Yeah. yeah. Playing music, uh, musical instruments to uh, really like lowers my stress levels. I know I was really stressed last year uh, in my sophomore year and um Varun and I are part of uh, Mission Peak Wind Symphony and we have rehearsals every Monday and I don't know why, but just going to rehearsal and being there in that atmosphere, not even just playing music, just being in that atmosphere, like really helped me. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Um, On that note, thank you all so much for listening to our third podcast. Let us know in the Dear Editor forum at medyminds.org if you guys have any questions, comments, or topics you want us to discuss in the future. And once again, thanks for listening to Brainstorm.